I wonder where a guy, an everyday Joe like myself, could find a little action. Do I make you horny? Me love you long time. What's me so horny? What is your major malfunction, nut nut? Give me some sugar, baby. Yo, what's up? I'm Theo Kane, and you're listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. Boom! Let's get it. Yeah. Freaking idiot. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me today is the man, the myth, the guy, the the, the Vernon, that guy. <laughs> this guy. That guy, Vernon, Vernon Smith. Smith. Hello. And we have an awesome guest, a guest that we finally, finally were able to get on. The the man, the the artist, the the just the dude behind the, the, the garbage bell kid world mostly. Is uh, Mr. Smoking Joe? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, sorry to tell you this, but I'm gonna have to cancel you right this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, I- I'll tell everybody. Awesome. I'm gonna tell everybody out there the, the little story. Okay, so I've been trying to get Joe on this show probably three to five months, and it's been one ridiculous mistake, accident, like bullshit after another and i felt so horrible about it and i knew in the back of his head he's like these son of a bitches are just pushing me along pushing me along they just they're doing it as a joke they're gonna mess with me <sighs> i apologize man i really do i'm just glad what you're the finally heck on. am i doing on the metal hand of god podcast in the first place <laughs> <laughs> getting bumped yeah um, I'm, I am. I'm getting punked by one of a dozen different guys that would do that to me. <laughs> well, no, man. You know, like we we are. Uh, I know we have a name called the Metal Hand of God podcast. Well, we do do a lot of music, but we are we're mostly a pop culture uh, podcast. You know, we talk a lot of shit to a lot of people, and uh, obviously, you have been a staple in pop culture for quite a while. Way more pop than culture, I would have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, so how long have you actually been a Garbage Pail Kid artist? You know, I kind of backed into doing the Garbage Pail Kids about five years ago. But huh. before that, I was doing, I'm a little bit older than that crowd. So I was doing the Wacky Packages uh, 10 years prior to that. So I've been doing freelance work for Tops for 15 years on both the wacky packages, which is what I grew up collecting. Nice. And then, and then jumped in on the garbage pail kids when I kind of went full freelance artist uh, full time. That's very cool. Nice. You know, I, I I couldn't remember when wacky packs actually started. Like I didn't know if I couldn't remember if they were actually 
the precursor to Garbage Pail Kids or vice versa? Yeah, they were the precursor. They actually are what gave birth to Garbage Pail Kids. Wacky okay. started oh. in the late 60s and really were huge in the uh, the first part in the mid-70s and oh, wow. died out in 1976, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so see, I was, I was... A couple of times as, like, revisions as reprints of them. But then in the 80s, they tried to bring them... They were planning to bring them back, and they didn't really do it. But what they had done is created a Cabbage Patch doll version of a Wacky Package sticker right. that was a Garbage Pail Kid. I and Tops looked at that wacky card and said, there's more going on here. Let's see if we can turn this into a whole series. So that's wacky awesome. packages actually gave birth to the Garbage Pail Kids. See, that's freaking <laughs> cool. I had no idea about that. Um, I can tell you what, though. I remember I remember so vividly the, the first time I ever saw Garbage Pail Kids, I was a little out. God, what was that? 80 something, I think they were. That was like 86 or something? Because I was. 85. Five. 85. Okay. First series, yeah. Yeah, so I remember seeing them, but I didn't I didn't get into them till series two. Because I was, I was still, you know, I was still kind of young. Uh, you know, I was kind of thinking baseball cards at that time, you know, you know, those kind of things. And then, and then when I saw those, I was like, those are funny, you know, that's great. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm going to start collecting these in series two. And I bought, um, I must have had thousands of those cards yeah thousands dude thousands yeah, I, I, and all, all that i could find yeah and what, what what kills me to this day is god rest my mom's soul she meant very well to this you know she she meant well when she did this but she got me a photo album remember the old sticky ones uh-huh. And she wanted me to put the cards uh-huh. in the sticky album, and I did because I thought it was cool. You know, I was like, "That's awesome! It works great." But yeah, little did I know that people now, <laughs> people nowadays are paying like one hundred and fifty dollars for certain one of those cards that I stuck in the goddamn you know pla- <laughs> thing and ripped oh, them yeah. off, glued to plastic. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the numbers on those are crazy. In it, the company that certifies them and puts them in the little plastic cases and grades the corners and the fading and the centering and everything you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on one card jeez yeah yeah and so the world that i live in the collectors after they've satisfied themselves with the cards these would be the older you know vintage collectors not the kids so much anymore Mm -hmm. um different crowd we've got two different generations of collector but the old vintage guys they hit me up to try to buy the original art now since they're wow. older. Right. They've got disposable income. They're trying to reclaim their childhood nostalgia by collecting Garbage Pail Kids again or whatever yeah. else they collect. Mm-hmm. And so they hit me up for the original artwork. And so that's a whole other, whole other market that when I first started getting back into the wacky packages before I was working for Tops. They were there was a big um, an auction Sotheby's auction I think, and they were selling the original uh, wacky paintings, and they were selling them for you could get two paintings in a set for two hundred dollars so they were basically a hundred dollars per painting, and those same paintings what ten fifteen years later are selling for thirty thousand dollars. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
I hold on to some of my current GPK and I survive through another generation, maybe these right. things will be worth their weight in gold again. Well, you know, man, I, I I've recently got back into to getting the cards. Like I, I've I've seen I'm not I'm not and I'm not one like hunting the big grails, you know, like these weird, you know, I know yes. I'm still kind of weird about it because like you know the old school guys we just bought the cards and made the pairs and that was it you know it was cool it was, yeah. it was fun to do <laughs> now they got like fucking like these the red border the green border the purple border the highlighted yeah. this i'm like uh, shit dude it's so complicated to collect garbage pail kids now and then you can't <laughs> like i can't just go buy a pack of cards anymore like they call those chase cards that, that yes. somebody somebody some bean counter figured out how they could move a lot more product yes if they put a fake sense of rarity into the printing <laughs> process and it's it's <laughs> dude it's brilliant it is a brilliant thing by them but the problem is if you i don't know if you're in any of these garbage pill groups you know like some of these guys that have these groups on facebook and stuff but like i go right. on i go on there and i'm looking at stuff because you know i'm interested in what they have. I don't know everything out there for all these cards. There's thousands of these things, you know? Yeah. So I'm the kind of guy that's like, okay, I'm cool with just owning the base set, and I'm, I'm awesome with it. If I end up getting, like, a sketch or a plate or something like that in the pack that I get, awesome. You know, that's really cool. I'm not hunting it. I'm not going to go <laughs> and pay $1,500 for a fucking red band card. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand this. Like, I'm like, guys, you can buy the first series for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm uh, the same way. I just want the base set so I can yeah. see all the artwork. Yeah, exactly. And, and that satisfies me. Same here, yeah. man. And I enjoy looking at with the names. I think those are funny. You know, yeah, things like that. It's just great. Um, we're actually friends with uh, another uh, garbage pail kid artist. Um. Uh, our tops artist actually um matt steffens he's he's been on the show a few times he actually did a, a little um uh, 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 like a segment for us called the world versus matt like because he traveled around all over the place so he would tell us the stories about what he did um but but yeah and and like uh me and matt talk about it all the time too and he's like yeah it's ridiculous dude he's like i don't understand like the 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 different trade values on these cards and how they multiply so fast it's a crazy world with the thing that kind of gets me is a new series will hit it'll come out and me and the other there, there's like four or five of us main artists yep. that contribute to a garbage pail kid series yep. and we're waiting for feedback on which characters did people like or which names right which are the popular characters that we just put out there? And all that they can talk about is... Atom Bomb? No. <laughs> Does Walmart like an Adam bomb. This, this this skew number, right? Oh, are yeah, yeah. This box with this number on it, or are they getting that box with that number? They don't talk about any of the product unless they hate something. Exactly. <laughs> if they're, and that's the thing too, as I figured, you know, we're, we're in this world these days and like, you could tell we're, we're a bunch of old coots because we're in the, the years of like collecting the card and being like how awesome the artwork is and, and you know, how cool this is and that and that. And these kids are like, they're taking the fun out of going out and collecting because they're just looking for skew numbers and like, 
box numbers and figuring out where yeah. this one's at and who's in that. They can actually give you the breakdown in some of these boxes, and I don't understand that. Like, it's oh, unbelievable. The breakdown, and they figure out how to search unopened packs yes. in order to find out if there's a chase card of some sort in it. Could it uh, contain oh. a plate or a sketch or something, right? So yeah. they Without buying it, they go through the, the Walmarts and the Targets, and they rifle through everything, and just by sense of touch, they know which are the, the valuable ones, and they, <laughs> they skate with all those. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Like is, now, is is there a way to like feel the pack to see if you can find no. one that has a a piece of gum that won't turn the inside <laughs> of your cheek to shredded wheat? The... No, it all it all turns your mouth into shredded. <laughs> wheat. Oh, and okay. and I, and I'm and so disappointed I, that they don't make that gum in there anymore. They, oh, they don't. I was going to say they probably yeah. use the same ones as they did in 1986. <laughs> they, uh, they they had a supply from the 60s that they're still trying to run through. <laughs> yeah, and it still tastes the same. It's it three chews and it turns to powder. It just I, I, I can tell you something, guys. I found hysterical. I'm uh I'm in a, a toy group also on Facebook. It's a friend of mine who runs it, and he posted a picture that he found on eBay. It was six sticks of that gum for a hundred dollars. Everybody, yes. and they were like fresh out of the 1988 pack of whatever packs of cards they were. Anybody want one? Here they are, hundred bucks. Uh. I was like. Somebody's gonna pay a hundred dollars for six nasty pieces of bubble gum. Right. Nostalgia is a strong drug, man. It really is. <laughs> I love. I, I I I loved watching this kid on um on YouTube one time. He was he found a can of Crystal Pepsi before they re-released Ooh. it. It was a twenty-year-old can or a twenty-year twenty-year-old bottle, like the little bot little short fat bottles. Of mm-hmm. Crystal Pepsi, and he drank it on there, and it la- it, the video was like fifteen minutes, but like he you know he time lapsed it really fast. After uh-huh. after twenty minutes of him sitting there, he got so sick <laughs> he, had to, he had to go to the hospital. I'm like that'll uh-huh. te- I was like that'll teach you you dumbass you drinking a twenty year old drink. Uh, well, no, I mean, the same thing happened to me when I drank one 25 years ago. It's, it's just, it was just <laughs> You're that liquid you dog shit. Learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I don't see a problem. I didn't have a problem with Crystal Pepsi. I thought it was okay. <sighs> it's all, all of it. It's, dude, You're... just give me Coke. Coke <sighs> classic. You're just a weird guy. Any yeah. Anything... Do just normal Pepsi is. <laughs> give me those six pieces of Tops gum from 1986 over in <laughs> Pepsi can. <laughs> I grew I grew up partially outside the Detroit area, so the Fago Fago sodas were all Fago wild. Fago man, Fagos. Yes. So Fago Rock and Rye was the favorite in our family. Rock, Rock and Rye. I don't think I've had that. Which which one was this? It is kind of a cross between like a black cherry and a sarsaparilla. Oh, nice! Mm. It mm. is. It is just like it sounds. It is the rockin' soda to have. So you gotta, if you can find your Fago product, man, that's that's the one to get. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up, I, dude, because because I, I enjoy a Fago here and there. I mean, we our oh, yeah. our Fago from being in the Louisiana area was um was definitely Big Shot, Big Shot was the name of the yeah. drinks out here that was kind of like a Fago type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, uh, I didn't get a wind of Fago until um, the beloved um, ICP came out, and mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. ins- insane clown posse started singing about Fago. Yeah, 
<sighs> yeah, that's some yep. juggalo juice. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, I think the worst though is RC, Royal Crown Cola. No, not the worst. The worst was the only one my mom would buy growing up. That was the one, the, the pink can tab. Tab. Oh my. Oh yeah, yeah. The sugar-free tab. Oh, dude. It of the eighties wasn't uh, good for you. you right. Know? It was soda. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like here, drink, drink this, and you're like, wow, it's turpentine and sugar. It was just not good. And guess what? They're still yeah. selling it to this day, guys. You can still they buy are. a tab. Very Dude, few yeah. stores. There's a bar that has RC. Like a friend of mine was working there, and then even like uh, my ex-wife when we were together, she worked there a little bit, and that, and and they didn't have Coke on 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 draft. That um, was yeah. That was and, uh, uh, the the place on Jefferson Highway. Uh, I mean, right. No, not Justin Highway. Um, Metairie Road. Metairie Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that because you were like, they don't have Coke. <laughs> I would, I would stop because like I would drink like, you know, Crown and Cokes and stuff. And so I would go, if I was going there, I would hit the Shell gas station a block away, <laughs> just pick up a bottle of Coke and, and bring it and just be like, hey, can you put this behind the bar? <laughs> you can charge me whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just like an RC. <laughs> <laughs> so so joe I, kn- I know we've been just running our mouths about drinks and stuff but uh, uh do you do you have a uh particular drink that you enjoy it could be adult beverage it could be anything just what is your particular drink you know my drink of, of choice these days is uh is my coffee drinks oh nice yeah i fell into that hole but i i've adjusted a little bit it, you know too much caffeine, drinking it all day, and and too much acid. So I've actually found a coffee substitute oh. that's not non-acidic, and it's made of all you know natural carob and barley and chicory root and everything. And it its flavor is just like you're drinking a pot of coffee. So it satisfies that need. So does that caffeine? It doesn't give you caffeine. It's caffeine free. Oh. But it gives you a they, – they boast that it gives you a more natural jolt through, you know, the, the carob and, and the just organic materials. Well, that's it. cool. That's actually kind of cool. Is, what is that? The yeah, brand name is Ticino. T-E-E-C-E-E-N-O. The look that I, I, I bet you, you know, um, I tried all of the fake ones to try and find a good coffee substitute. And when I find and they all taste like tea. And when right. I found this one, it was like, "Ooh, that's got some good flavor. It that that'll satisfy your need without all the the stuff that you don't need so much of." Right. Okay. Yeah, because I've like, I I have a ten year old, and so I started drinking coffee about ten years ago. And, <laughs> um, and, and what she'll a even now like joke around and be like can i have a sip and i'm like no i need this to keep up with you um <laughs> that's true man but, look trust me i know but yeah and I, but i think the the 20 years before that of just drinking nothing but beer has probably done a number on my stomach so it's like drinking coffee i'm like Ugh, like i like it but it doesn't like me kind of thing yeah like yeah, the, but, the like, acid will fuck you up too Right, but I've got like this whole coffee bar because it's like I drink coffee, my wife drinks coffee, so we've got like you know a, a Keurig, we just got an espresso machine uh, for Christmas, um, you know, got the grinder, the dump in, the 
thing that you bang on is like clang 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 like yep. just the, the the whole sh- even even the dumb <laughs> but first coffee like uh rag that hangs in front of the thing which she hated but i had to get it just because i knew how much she hated it just like, it's so corny like yeah i don't care um she but, loves it now though I'm yeah sorry. so so hearing like yeah it's it's coffee with without all the acidity yep and I straight can, up wrote that down. Mix it with some of your regular coffee if you want to wean yourself off a little bit without getting you a, a caffeine withdrawal headache and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So now I like it cold. Is it like something you can do cold, or is yep. it just hot? Or you can okay. do cold brew as well. Nice. I might yeah, have to. Dude, I'm gonna I've got look a cold into brew that. thing too. Like I've got all this coffee stuff, and, and I'm like, I got to stop drinking coffee, or I'm just I'm destroying <laughs> the people that I'm with. Like, you know, 20 minutes after I drink a cup, and they're like, Jesus, dude, did you eat like raw <laughs> eggs out of the sewer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, for a long time, I was doing. Uh, I, I mean, I was drinking those those energy drinks like it was water, Oof. dude. I, I drank. I bet you for at least at least two to three years, I drank two to three cans a day. Of, like Monster and shit Monster, like that? Monster, Monster Energy. I would drink two to three cans a day. Um, oh yeah, but the thing is this. The thing is this. It never, never once gave me the jitters. It never once made me, like, I could drink a Monster and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, like it never, the, the caffeine just never really hit me. But I tell you what. The few days, like when I decided to to cut them out, mm-hmm. oh god, I couldn't see from the fucking pain of the headaches, dude. <laughs> like I was having DTs, like I was a goddamn uh, heroin addict. I was on the yeah. ground. I was like, I told my wife, and she was, we were dating at the time. I was like, man, this fuck, my head is killing me, dude. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> Suck see. Your dick for a monster. It, it sucked. Yeah, I need my monster. Somebody, I should have got a syringe with a monster written on it or something. <laughs> nope, oh my god. Yeah. So, like, stay away from that, kids. It's terrible. Yeah. No, I used to. I would slam like a half of one of those, like when I was bartending, and and it was like, and they had the truck with the chicks. I would give them out, and I would just take one. I would pour it like in a cup, and I'd slam like half of it. And just feel my eyeballs shaking. I was like, "All right, uh, I can get through the next few hours." Yeah, dude. No, it, it took my heart and just made it race. Really? <laughs> so that was uh, a you little will... bit scary when I figured <laughs> right. out that it was caffeine that was causing that problem. It's like, all right, let's cut out all the soda and yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was lucky about it, dude. I never had any of that happen to me. Like none of the racing or the palpitation. Like, cause I know some people that had heart palpitations and all kinds yeah. of stuff with this stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, my, some of my first experiences with the, you know, the energy drinks and, and I'm not knocking energy drinks. Like if anybody wants to drink them, that's fine. You know, I'm cool with it. I just got off of them because I realized I was drinking too many. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I got to the yeah. point where I'm like, God damn, why am I drinking all this? You know, this is, I, I shouldn't have to be, you know, drinking a monster to wake up in the morning. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. But um, my first real experiences with those things were for Katrina. Um, when when we were evacuating from, for the, the hurricane, um, I was driving by myself with uh, six cats uh, and, two, and two dogs. And my mom and girlfriend at the time were in another car with, no, my mom was in another car with another dog and my girlfriend at the time was in another car with a whole, all of our shit, like our life, you know, it was like our, all our life was in all these cars. 
And so it took us almost 17 hours to get from my house, which was in Metairie, all the way to Baton Rouge. Alabama. No, Baton Rouge. (laughs) It's an hour away. Yeah, it's only an hour away. So it took us like 17 hours to get there. So I was so worn out that i was i was popping those five hour energy drinks you know those little oh. bit you know those little bitty ones God, yeah. yeah i drank four of those jesus and two of the 32 ounce monsters on the <sighs> enough to kill myself on the road you know i mean there's enough caffeine in that to last you for like 10 days you know and um uh, uh i didn't die i didn't have heart palpitations i think at that point, my heart was like, holy shit, what are you doing to me? And just was like, I'm going to beat slower just so you don't die. <laughs> you, know? you know? You know, you're probably only 25 years old. You just you're 45 <laughs> because you did that shit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm 46. Thank you. Thank you. I, I got, I, I'm, one more, I, I'm one more closer to death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, Joe, man, what 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 kind of stuff are you working on now? I mean, are you, you working uh, on some more um, Garbage Pail Kids Gar- stuff? or Garbage Pail Kids has gone crazy the last year especially. I think when COVID hit, mm-hmm. Tops, uh, and this is just me guessing, Tops maybe thought that, ooh, our retail product lines may not get the kind of movement that we're used to with everybody shutting down. Right. So let's let's beef up our online presence. So they started putting out weekly garbage pail kid yeah. um, mini sets, right? And then they realized that um, well, and then they decided, well, we haven't done anything wacky package in a while. Let's bring those back online too and see if we can get those going. And those found an audience. A bunch of these people stuck at home, bored, you know, buying collectible. So both wackies and GPK jumped online and started moving and they said well let's try the retail sets as well anyways just to see and those kept going so my plate just filled up with tops projects left right and center that's that's awesome i mean is it is it just those two or do you uh do you tackle some of the other top stuff like the star wars and things like that see uh, i don't do anything star wars most of those projects don't require um a real illustrator because they've got uh, film to work with that's for true yeah, yeah photos and stuff so they go to their uh, sketch card groups for the chase cards for those type of sets right you know a lot of the other artists will jump in if they're a big star wars fan or whatever they just want to do the sketch cards so they'll contribute to that but with me it's mostly the vintage stuff that they try to bring back they'll do um if you uh, you probably don't remember back in the 60s they did a series called ugly stickers just a bunch of goofy faces and hmm. crazy characters so yeah. they've brought those back a little bit um mars attacks is one of their own dude uh, brands dude yeah. Mar- mars attacks when they brought those cards back i was so disappointed that i missed that i was like i can't believe i missed that line like uh, i didn't even know when it came out or or how it was i was just like fuck yeah well there's another one there's a new Mars Attacks uh, set getting ready to come out. I think that's only going through a Kickstarter thing. One of the nice. former Tops uh, employees has bought a license to do it. So, uh, top, what is it? Mars Attacks Insurrection, maybe? I forget what they're calling it. So, nice. I contributed 
some sketch cards to it, but they got a bunch of the real A-lister artists to do the actual artwork for the cards. So those should be beautiful. Oh, don't don't awesome. don't give me that the A-listers. You, you're part of the A-list, man. Come on. Hey, I I know my lane. I stay in my lane. <laughs> hey, but I tell you what, it's a damn good one, dude. You do some incredible work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very welcome. It, it took me a while to catch on to the the flavor that the Garbage Pail Kids have, since I was a wacky guy for so long. So it took me a, a couple of a uh, couple of projects to kind of figure out their look and feel and be embraced by the collector audience and everything. So. I feel good about it now. That's good, man. That's really, really cool. Nice. I mean, have you ever have you ever have you ever looked online for like your sketch cards on sale? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I like I said, I'm friends with Matt, and and like I was happened to look around, and I'm like, dude, I found one of your sketch cards on sale. He goes, what? He says, yeah, somebody's trying to sell it for like 250 bucks. He goes, <laughs> he goes, what? My card? I said, yeah, your card. He goes, ha, ah, I made it, dude. I made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a whole other weird thing. There was a while back in the, uh, when Wacky Packages were doing their, their ANS, their all-new series. Yeah. And I was contributing real paintings that were made into the sticker cards for that. And I was also contributing sketch cards, right, on the side. And the sketch card market just went insane. I know. And people were we're paying upwards of fifteen hundred dollars for a sketch card. Yep, jeez, and it, it, that's that's the original painting type money for for back then. Right, and it was the point where one of my paintings wouldn't sell for five hundred dollars on eBay, but a sketch card of that painting was selling for like fifteen hundred dollars. That ridiculous. I, I had to write into these people and tell them, you know, if you bought that original painting. For the fifteen hundred, for the five hundred dollars, and then just wiped all my paint off. You'd have a sketch card underneath there for about a third of the cost of buying one of my regular sketch cards. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, if you just wipe the paint off, I got the sketches under there. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah, it'd be a giant sketch card, dude. You'd just you'd corner the market. That's, that's so funny. That's so. And again, that, that that gets us to the point where, like I was making earlier about about these these kids and they're and they're collecting the cards. You know, it's like everybody's collecting these cards just for the chase cards, basically. Like they they did those and they did these. Uh, what was it the thirtieth anniversary ones? Yeah, with like fifth anniversary. The, yeah, and then they did the chrome ones, the 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 chrome cards. Now and, the chrome, they when they decided to print all the original artwork on these these reflective chromes. That was a genius move, right? All yes. that artwork is paid for, and the collectors lost their minds over these Chrome. When are they going to do Chrome 3? You know, When are they going to do Chrome 4? They just couldn't get enough of it. Well, they dropped Chrome 3, and then like two weeks later, they dropped something new called Sapphire. Yep, I remember when they did the Sapphire things, and that was ridiculous. People were going... And that was ridiculous. Dude, the Sapphire cards... Like these guys were buying them up from uh from tops. You can only get them from tops. You can only order them from the from the website. Yep. And, and these freaking people were buying these packs of cards or boxes, and then reselling the boxes for like four times the. I mean, this was crazy. Yeah. Like I watched a guy sell a box, just one single box of sapphire cards for almost fifteen hundred bucks. And I'm going, who? Crazy? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And it's, yeah. it's just, 
I'm like, guys, look, I love collecting these cards. I will not stop buying them. You know, my kid loves them. He's five years old. You know, he's a five-year-old kid. He loves the cards, too. I'm just saying this out loud. My, you know, but, but he doesn't care about the the chases or the other stuff. He, right. he likes the cards because they're funny, and it's something for me and him to hang out and put in his little yep. binder and, you know, just kind of bond over. It's just fun, you know? Absolutely. And And – the guys that are trying to make that quick buck on it, I get it, guys. Look, I really do. It's it's hot. Do it while you can. But the guys who are buying that, think about it, guys. It's you're paying fifteen hundred dollars for something you could have just bought like the week before for like forty. So just calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Crazy industry. It is. Well, and- Tops has just had their biggest year ever. They did like $230 million this year. And with all the NFT stuff going on, they just sold. Tops, the company just sold for over a billion dollars. That's amazing. Or, or, or they're gone public. Yeah. So, you know, so a few good. years back, baseball cards and trading cards just seemed to kind of be on the decline. They were They were losing left and right. And all of a sudden... The digital market and yeah. COVID and everything and and box breaks, right? A lot of these guys who are in the industry figured out a different way to yeah. sell and distribute uh, cards, all the sports cards and everything. And the box breaks that these guys do have breathed tons of life back into the whole yep. card collecting industry. Yeah, we have a friend of ours who uh, he owns Showcase Comics and, and Slidell, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually does that. He does a, a box break thing online, and uh, man, it, it's hot. Like it is hot. Like those guys go in there and they'll they'll buy a case for like sixty bucks or so, you yep. know. And then and then you just randomly get what you get, you know. Like what they'll do is they'll what they'll do is uh, do like kind of like an auction, and they'll, they'll put like uh, X amount of spots for it, and then they'll do it like that, you know. Like you you bid on you don't bid, you get a spot, and if your name is pulled, you get whatever it is. Right. but but yeah so that that's the thing man is it's it's utterly ridiculous and um you know like i said the box break thing though is very cool and i think the idea um about the box breaks not only brings stuff to the market for tops and other people but it also helped the small business guys out like the guy like like showcase was doing I, i don't know how bad they were during the 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 pandemic but i'm sure their sales weren't as good as it was you know, when everybody could just show up at the shop, you know, these guys, the small businessman has been closed for a long time around here. Like a lot of these small, actually, we lost a lot of places because of, you know, COVID and this and that, because they couldn't, they couldn't, um, wage the storm basically, you know, it's like, it was just too much for them. And, uh, luckily showcase is still around. They're actually going to pull their first convention since then. And, and, and June, it's actually coming back. Their first convention's coming back. So, we're excited. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, we're going to get going with this. Yeah, we keep putting off uh, our conventions as well. The uh, Super Toy Con, which usually meets in Las Vegas, has been doing something that they call the Gross Con, and okay. so they in- invited you know a dozen of us garbage pail kid and wacky package artists to show up and have our own little space, and that brought in a whole new collector audience to their show. That's and, awesome. Uh, so we had done like three or four of those different shows moving around from casino to casino each year in Vegas. And, uh, 
the last one I was at was the week that they closed everything down for Damn. COVID. I was there wondering, is the show going to really go on? Yeah. Because they were closing down the rest of the country and everything. <sighs> it was a it was a funny it was a funny little convention. It was at the uh, Cannery Casino, which is off the strip a little ways, so it wasn't getting the attention all the the Las Vegas Boulevard casinos were getting. Right. And uh, they would typically do a VIP group for the for the gross con, the real hardcore garbage pail kid collectors. And there may have been about twenty of those guys that showed up to this one. And they always treat them to a, a breakfast or a dinner or t- some sort of thing and have any of the artists that are there kind of help host it and answer questions and they give away some swag and that kind of thing. And at this particular one, the room they gave us was like the nightclub on top of the casino for a, a wow. breakfast thing, right? So we've got this huge room overlooking all of Las Vegas. It was beautiful, but with all of the talk of this this pandemic going on and everything shutting down and being like 25 people in the top of this Las Vegas casino. It had this really strange walking dead meets Blade <laughs> runner. Nice. Vibe to it. <laughs> it is I'm talking to everybody. I'm thinking this. And I started telling them that is, you know what? We may be the 25 survivors we're gonna head back down to the casino and everybody's dead or zombies this is how it starts and you weren't far off that was my last convention yeah experience yeah it's pretty much walking dead now well not anymore it's yeah. kind of cleaning up now i mean it's you know everything's right. being okay now but um so I, how'd you do during the pandemic were you good or did you did you st- i was I was good. I had started kind of my own um, self solitaire, just doing freelance artwork about three or four years before that. So I, right, yeah, you know, <laughs> lived in my pajamas and never opened the front door anyway. So I was made for this kind of a world. Damn, yeah. damn, sounds kind of like you, there, Vernon. Uh, I've been to the tops audience, or yeah. the, to the tops cor- corporate headquarters one time in my life years and years ago, and so I've never seen or or unless it's a convention of some sort never seen those guys so i don't have to go into the office everything's done over the internet and uh i can just chill man that's pretty awesome yeah every every artist i know is like you know last year was like uh how am i how am i adjusting to what what do you mean what's what's different what's different i've Um, been home this whole time (laughs) yeah you guys have just entered our world that's true how do you how do you like it? You know, and, and yeah. it, it, I would be fine with it. Like when I, I had COVID, so like when I was off for like a month, um, yeah. I accomplished so much shit. Like I did so much when I was off. Like I was like, man, <laughs> is this what it's like to not have a job? You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, this is amazing. I got kind of nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, I still was getting money and, <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy crap. No wonder people don't want to go back to work because it's amazing. You could sleep all yeah. day, get paid. Fuck it. Why? You know why? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, well, my uh, like my, my wife was remote working and she still is nice. luckily. And and it's like she she's like, dude, this has been great. And I'm like, yeah. And. And somehow we've gotten along amazingly well. <laughs> like, 
because uh, I know like a lot of people, you'll you'll just hear like, yeah, domestic abuse is way up, um, <laughs> alcoholism is way up. Yeah. Uh, well, because people we, can't cope with it, man. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this I, I actually ha- have like a husband, wife, and kids. Oh shit. I have um, to like, I have to deal with my significant this, other. They can't just right. be stuck in a room without me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you should you should be able to, to live with the people that you live with. Yeah. Well, uh, what a great experience for your kids to have the parents there all yes. the time. Right? right. What a great great opportunity for the family to really be together and know each other and and yeah, be a family, be a real family. Yeah, you don't have to sit in traffic. Right. No. Um, you know, I mean the. the and and I mean that was one thing. Like I I had to drive across town because like we're in a suburb of New Orleans and I had to go pick up a a book for her at a bookstore, and it was like during five o'clock traffic. And dude, I got there in like seven minutes because <laughs> like, nobody I'm, was there. Yeah, I'm I'm blazing through like the CBD. You know, like it would have just been bumper to bumper at this time normally. Right, I'm doing like ninety. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doing 55 because that's right. That's Shut the up. The limit. Yes. Um, and yeah. it was just almost a year of no traffic. And then when it started coming back, I was like, <sighs> can't people just start upside? There really is. Yeah. So, so what is, what are your takes on the, the, the vaccine shot? I got the Pfizer. Nice. Yep, barely, same here. Barely felt it had, you know, did you, but did you have COVID? Did you ever have it? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think mm. I ever had COVID. Coming back from one of these Vegas conventions a year before, mm. I wonder if I got an early dose of it or something like yeah. it because it put me down for a week. Yeah, but yeah. that was a year before COVID actually hit. So, yep. oh. or before we even knew about it. Yeah, before we knew about it, so it made me wonder: Huh, has it been floating around a little bit, or some something similar? Right, or right. Just, just a bad virus, but. So I got my my feel of what it might have been like from, yeah. from that experience. But no, I never – I took my uh, quarantine seriously. I've Good. got family in town and nieces uh-huh. and nephews that I'm not going to their hockey games and everything. I missed all that. Right. But – for the greater good and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, okay. I can I can hunker down and do what do what I need to do. Exactly. I felt the same way. And nice. then like I got I got my uh, my second shot is on Thursday. So I've, I I get the Moderna. So I, my second one is on uh on uh, Thursday and um like I the first one all it did to me was make me tired. And I had corona. Um uh, you know, I had the covid. So right. uh you know, they told me that if you had it the first shot is going to be the one that's going to to do you in to make you sick, mm-hmm. you know, make you feel like you have it and this and that. But all it did was make me tired. I just wanted to go to sleep. Like that's I wasn't, right. I wasn't even feeling any, you know. But of course, when I had Corona, my my version of Corona was definitely not like the ones that people that were in the ventilators and all that other stuff. My version was like I had a sinus infection. Like my head was killing me, and almost <laughs> almost like when I was all off of the uh, energy drinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you, you know, I mean, I had a little cough. You just had like you had COVID eighteen and a half, right? Yeah. Right. But I find I find the after effects of the COVID was worse. Now it, this is what's weird. Like I, I had to go to my doctor and stuff because I was having pains in my chest when I sneezed. Yeah. Like like, and I asked him what the deal was, and he was like, "Well, look, if you had COVID, which I did, 
He said, even though you didn't have a bad version of it where you were like on respirators or being sick, you still had it and the, and it probably caused scar tissue in your lungs, which you may not be able to get rid of. You may have that problem. I was like, yay, great. Now I can't yeah. breathe good, right? You know, this sucks. Well, luckily, it subsided. The pain is gone. I don't have that anymore. But, but you know, it was scary for a little while, you know? Yeah. That's and that's the part that really <laughs> is is what's been worrisome, you know. Like it, at least in my head, is like you know, yeah, no, you can you can get it. It can kick your ass for a little bit, and then you get over it. But hearing like the long term things, like yeah, can you know th- they they showed like smokers' lung X rays and then COVID X rays, and the COVID X rays look like Wolverine, like just went at it, just yeah, just well, ripped to shit. And back and, when they were figuring out that it's not really a respiratory disease it's a blood disease and so there it can get to any organ it it chooses so that's why people were having all sorts of weird organ uh problems and and um am i trying to say things shutting down like shutdowns yeah yeah that they didn't understand you know until they realized okay it it gets in through your respiratory system and it attacks that as well. But it's really a blood illness that we're discovering and we're not really sure what to make of it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a really good thing to deal with. This is virus is bad, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, and all these people, I mean, I'm not, I, I know a few of them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but there's a lot of people that were out there like, nah, I'm not going to get the shot. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, <sighs> you know what guys? Look, it's a good. Shot. Don't. Let's, let's, it's like it's like <laughs> you know like i didn't get the flu shot why should i get this is not the flu it's not the flu right you know i understand i don't get the flu shot either but i got this one yeah yeah you know well, what i'm saying and this is also a bunch of not doctors that are saying <laughs> yes like yes that. not scientists yeah but i mean i came up with this comparison so i'm gonna <laughs> just base my whole thing on that and, All right, fucking unscientist and, um, and I, the earth I, i'm not gonna take your advice and the earth is flat guys just so you yeah. Know. Yes. <laughs> where I'm standing, <laughs> where I'm standing, it seems perfectly flat. So that's that's <laughs> right, right, right. I don't see it rolling. It doesn't round at the end. No, it's yeah. not gonna round at the end. You fucking moron. I've never been in an airplane and looked out the window. Yeah, like you can <laughs> see that it curves. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. I've I've got a friend who's got a theory about this, right? We've all been trying to wrap our minds around the split in our country and society and social, you know, social issues. And yeah. Everybody seems to be choosing the sides of it. And a friend of mine says, you know, I think that we are at a new evolution in humanity. Like when mm-hmm. they went from, you know, Cro-Magnon to Homo sapien, we're going to the next level. And there's a group of us that just can't make it's a genetic change they can't make it they're not going to be able to wrap their minds around it they're not going to be able to come with us so what you're saying is there's a the rest of uh the people who can't understand this are the monkeys that are either screwing a hole in the tree or throwing poop at you Yes. <laughs> yes. That's who them. That's who them is now. Yes. Yeah. Them. Them is now the poop throwing 
Um, not whole fucking monkeys. That's what they are. <laughs> that's right. And I get paid to draw cartoon characters making fun of them. Exactly. And that's beautiful, dude. That's so amazing, man. Um, you do you do? I'm. I got. I'm gonna ask this. Do you do commission stuff? I do. I got okay. a list about as long as my arm and leg right now. I'm just curious if you did nice. I, because you know whenever whenever it kind of clears up, you and me are gonna talk, bud. Because okay. I think I, I would like to get you to do something for the podcast, like the sure. me, Vernon, our, our our buddy Rum, and and there's like four of us, four or five of the main guys. I would love to have a piece of from you done, you know, of us as the podcast. That'd be great. Yes. That'd be great. I can. I'll immortalize you as garbage pail kids. Exactly. Awesome. I think. I, I think that would be hysterical, man. Like it really <laughs> would be great. I yeah. mean, I mean, we could even uh, we could go as far as uh, you know uh, doing whatever, however you want to do it, man. I, I was down with like maybe doing one piece or or even doing like individual cards. I don't give a shit either. Uh, either one's great. Individual would would fit the motif. You guys can use them, you know, as business cards or marketing or whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. You know, we we could each come up with our own little name. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great, dude. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do quite a bit of that lately with all of the online projects that we've been doing. And, yeah. and the online thing that we just finished was a, you know, there's a bizarre holiday every single day of the year. Somewhere in yes. the world they're celebrating something. So we just grabbed that as our, our overall theme and uh, illustrated, you know, kids, Garbage Pell Kids as each one of those bizarre holidays. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, so I started reaching out to a lot of the collectors or as a collector would try to commission me for something, I'd find out, you know, who their favorite characters are. Cause I can, I can use the uh, original series characters if I want to, or create brand new ones, adjust them a little bit, but I find out um, what their kids' names were. And I would try to work their kid's name into the name of the character I did so that oh, they oh, had cool. kind of an inside, you know, joke for themselves between me and them. And, on a brand new character. That's so, very cool. Very, yeah. very, very cool. cool, man. Yeah. Tops was genius when they put the names on these cards because it made it so personal. Yeah. That mm -hmm. the collectors as a kid knew that that was made just for them. Yep. Yeah. I, and, and like, uh, I'm definitely going to come to you whenever your plate clears up because I need to get one made for my kid. Like, I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, that he would love that. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> that would be really yep. sweet. So, and, uh, and you'll end up with the original painting. You can put it on the wall and maybe it'll help put him through uh, college one day. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he's anything like me, no, he'd, he'd live in a, he's, <laughs> he'd live in a shoebox before he sold it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll spend it on monster drinks. And yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Like, you know, you know, it's funny is you were talking about uh, kids and, and the wacky pack stuff. Um, you know, my son loves those things. Like he, you know, when they, when the wacky packs started doing the, uh, I guess it's like mini brands versions of themselves. Have you seen those? Yeah, the yep, the little the little trash, but like the yeah. little trash cans. My kid has like like forty of them things. Like he'll he'll oh, yeah, he's he, got a bunch of mine then. Really, yeah, I've got about a, a dozen of mine that were mixed in that series with all the old original stuff. That's cool. Yeah, he loves those awesome. little things, dude. Like he he um 
he he used to he does this thing with many they have many brands too and what he does is he takes the wacky pack ones and he says this is the discounted stuff you can't eat the like yeah. because it's got the bad names and stuff on it it's not real <laughs> so he's like yeah so he's like dad that's the that's the discount stuff you get that for like five dollars the other stuff is expensive i said well this is what you're gonna eat son and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> when i first started doing the wacky packages all new series three um my young nephew was really into thomas the tank and i thought okay so if i can do a wacky of that one that would be you know my gift to him and the, and his parents can hang it on the wall and maybe that'll help pay That's for some college cool. for him too so i nice. finished this painting thomas the train wreck right i made them all smashed up and everything and uh, showed it to him and he was what five six years old he's like you need to fix thomas thomas is all broken you need to fix it. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, that's so good. Thing. They know something's off. Something's not right. Oh, yeah, because what is it? Oh, minute lice or something like that? The the uh-huh. the one. Oh, dude. Dude, he, he's like, this is not rice, Dad. I was like, okay, I know it's not, but it's supposed to be, you know? <laughs> that's so good. I, I love I love the play on words with those things, man. They're so good. So good. They're just, they're fun, you know? It's fun coming up with the new ways to do bad puns. Right, right. just great. So, and, do, do you and get... And mixing pop culture into it. Every now and then, I'll hit on one. So, do you get right? do you get the actual names of things, or you just, you make that up yourself? I make that up myself. Really? Oh, That's nice. fucking yeah. cool, dude. Wow. Yeah. You know, for the longest time... Um, every week, you know, the, the local grocery stores would send you that flyer of all the products that they right. want you to buy that week. Mm-hmm. And I would sit down with that saying, oh, good, all my new inspiration is here. I <laughs> and figure out which ones were, you know, right for a wacky package and just uh, start jotting names down next to each product and see if I could get one to, to turn into one for that's, me. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that is yeah. fucking cool, man. So, so one of my best ones one day right if you get the big the big brand name candies so i was working on a um kit cat idea one day and turning kit into kiss happened so kiss cat became one of my oh. more popular ones <laughs> yes and so i i do a cat version of gene simmons and all his armor you know with the guitar on the on the front doing his his uh devil horns thing <laughs> right <laughs> And when I come up with the idea, I start shaking like, oh, this idea is out in the universe now. I need to send this into tops to claim it before somebody else does, because somebody's going to pick up on my my wavelength, my vibe, and they're going (laughs) to beat me to this idea. Right. How did somebody not do this already? Yeah, so how, did, how did Gene I, Simmons not do that? Right. Or, dem- got a, uh, well, Gene or demand Simmons. a piece of, of your money. Now, you know, you're going to have to give me 45% of that. <laughs> well, funny thing, I'm at one of these Vegas shows, and I've got that Kiss Cat on uh, my poster advertising. Nice. And uh, I go do one of these, you know, meet and greet things and come yeah. walking back and it's the last day of the show. And there's somebody standing in my my little booth space just waiting for me. And I walk up and he's like, you know, I thought I was done with the show. And I just peeked my head in this room with you garbage pail kid guys. And I saw this piece and he points at my my kiss cat. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that produces Gene Simmons Family Jewels TV oh. show. No shit. And I need to get 
a poster of this or something to give to Gene. And if you give me a couple of them, I'll have them sign it and send you one back. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And he says, and, you know, anytime you're in L.A., let me know and I'll give you a, I'll take you over to Gene's house because he's got one of every <sighs> kiss thing in his mu- in his home museum. Right. Wow, dude. So I get a signed autograph thing from Gene Simmons and he's like, Gene tells the guy, you can't just send him his artwork back here. He gives me a, a Kiss t-shirt too. So I got a Kiss t-shirt from Gene Simmons oh, hanging, hanging in my closet with dude. an invite to go say hello someday. Dude, that oh is God, dude, that, that is, is so, cool. so awesome. That is that really, great? really cool. Oh. And you know, you know, to be honest with you, man, like that that is that that kind of warms my heart a little bit because there's so many yeah. shitty stories about Gene Simmons <laughs> being like the biggest asshole about people <laughs> taking his like you can't use kiss. I'm like, dude, you didn't make right. the word kiss. I'm sorry, but you know he, he's always like. I think he tried to copyright it though. He or, did. Or <laughs> he tried to copyright everything. It's like anything. You gotta love it. <laughs> oh yeah. You can't. He's a. He's a marketing and branding genius with everything yeah. he's yes. done with that. Yes. And, and the story, this because I asked this guy, I asked him about that. Is Gene going to get mad? You Are you taking a piece of my artwork to show him to bust me? Am I going to hear from your lawyer? He's like, <laughs> no, it's really Gene's lawyer that is the one that's so protective about people infringing on the KISS copyright. It's not Gene. Gene loves all this stuff. He loves seeing right. it. He loves having it. It's his... It's his uh, it's a, his lawyer who of course is really really adamant about yeah. down on that's crazy so. you it know and, and we just i just want to say this we recently just got permission from um uh t public the the t-shirt place for, yeah. for uh vernon's design for our t-shirt um vernon you know that you know i put that design in there about how long ago you made that design for us which the Star Trek one? Yeah. Oh God, a few months. It's been a while, and it's been yeah. in it's been in there. It's been on hiatus because I, I I remember I told you I said I don't know if I was gonna be able to use it, and I don't know if it was mm-hmm. the Star Trek one or the Blade Runner one. I can't remember which one. It's the same same kind of idea, but it's he had to change it because we were I got a seat not a cease and desist, but I got a thing from them saying you can't have this artwork because it's a. Uh, um uh we're not taking it resembled we're no we're not taking any more fan art of star trek anymore and i'm like okay so that's fine you know that's cool but then so they said but hold on we'll still we'll still keep looking at it so it's been it just popped in my mail yesterday <laughs> going hey your artwork has now been approved and i'm like oh nice wow it's so you know that's a long freaking time for you guys to decide that i can use a print for my shirt, you know, <laughs> right. For your own, for your own shirt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that the lettering resembles star Trek, the next generation. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've got a popular brand, man, you, you got to keep it safe. Oh yeah. yeah I understand that. Yeah. I understand right. that. And, and it was totally changed up. It was more just like a kind of, Oh yeah. Well, and I live know. in that, that parody world, right? But right. Even though everything that I do goes through the top's lawyers so that they can make sure that we're not yeah. infringing on somebody that's, you know, already sent them a cease and desist or, you know, right. they don't want to ruffle the feathers of, of their masters. Well, you can yeah. tell, you can tell tops anytime they want to make a, a, a podcaster card. <laughs> they can use 
all of our fucking likenesses on one card. I'm fucking happy with it. You can, you can even make fun of our name. I don't care, you know? <laughs> you know? We won't sue. I won't sue. Yeah. Just send me some cards, man. That's all I want. Um, we're, we're all over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, man, you know, and, and it's kind of funny is like, I, I, you know, it's the way you word the description in, in these sites. If you describe and say it's a tribute to XXX, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever, Absolutely. whatever thing it is, then you'll go through this big spiel of them trying to figure out if you can use that. But if mm-hmm. you, if you go in there and you just write in, it's, it's MHOG podcast t-shirt, you know, space or something generic, they won't say anything. It doesn't. Right. Re- yeah. Cause I yeah. still, I still have my giraffe. We have a, a logo that looks like Jurassic park and, right. and that's still, we're still waiting on that one. And all it, all it is, is, <laughs> is the words M H O G, but it looks like the Jurassic parks, like, uh, the stamp on the side with the T-Rex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, except it's not a T-Rex. It's, it's just a skull in the middle of it as the O. <laughs> so, and it's like, it looks nothing. I mean, it, Kind of right. looks like it, but it's not. We're not it, saying no one's gonna confuse our logo <laughs> for your product, right? Right, yeah. right. and, and Wait, we... is, is Jeff Goldblum on this podcast? <laughs> yes, I'm he confused. is. He is. If, if that if, if that would give us more listeners, I'd lie and say yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're in that kind of world too. Like, our all of our merchandise and things are all parodies of everything we did it on purpose because we're such a fan of all these things right like we have a print that looks like uh when we reached um our 500th episode we we did a print for 300 where it looks all of us are you know spartans you know right uh yeah we did that and it says 500 on it you know instead of 300 we did that we did the jurassic park thing where we're running away from a fucking t-rex um we have a uh, Marvel versus Capcom or a video game, you know. Um, we have what else do we have? Man, we have so much stuff. We got the stuff that Vernon did with the with the um, uh, Star Trek. Oh, Beavis and Butthead. We yep. Yeah, we have me and Rum as Beavis and Butthead sitting on the couch, you know. <laughs> um, but there, there's we love that stuff. That's why we do it. You know, it's not like we're right. trying to rip anybody off. It's right. our images. It's who we are. It's our faces. We're not. We're just doing like an homage to these these bits, and um, yeah. I'll never forget this because Kevin Smith. We were we were. Vernon was on it too. Kevin Smith was uh, doing um, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot, and we were right. we were in the film, and we had one of our sets. You know, we were on the sets thing, and he came up to our booth and was like, "He's like, dude, I I don't hate me for this." He got, I said, "I said what?" He goes. You guys know how to advertise your podcast. He says, "I'm going to steal this. I'm telling you now." I was like, okay, what are you going to steal? He goes, the idea, man. Like, you, you guys are using, like, really cool imagery to sell your podcast. He's like, I'm going to steal that. I'm just telling you now. I said, okay, I can't stop you from stealing it. I mean, it, you know, it's very cool that you think that our stuff is awesome, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you inspired him, then, then Right. Great. I felt great yeah. about it. You know, it was really cool. Um, but it's, I hate the fact that, you have to jump through all these hoops because of the, you know, people think you're trying to make money off of them. There's a, yeah, there's a weird gray area there where some of them are legitimately just ripping you off and others are 
doing a, a legitimate parody thing. They're they're you know making use of your idea yeah. or our look or whatever, but they're they're obviously poking fun of it. So right. It, you know, right. we're poking it's, fun it's, of it ourselves and at it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I grew up what I discovered my wacky packages the same year that I discovered um, Mad Magazine. My dad introduced me to oh, Mad Magazine. What a great so, publication. Yeah, oh, loved it. Went back, had a great little comic book store in town. We'd stop and get ice cream, which was my dad's vice. And next door we'd go in and I'd be able to buy some old vintage versions of Mad. So I've got a nice collection and just grew up on all that satire and parody, right? It just, it fed me. So, you know, and it's sad that I'm going to say it's sad that my son will never get anything like that. You know what I mean? Like he can look at the stuff that I have, but there's nothing out there that that's really like magazine wise. That's fun like that. Like I can't really think, I mean, cracked was, was around for a little while, but that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no, there's no real, you, it's like going to a record store that, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, yeah. my, my kid will never have that experience of walking into a record store and going, man, I really want to buy that new Iron Maiden or what, you know, whatever. I'm just using that. Cause that's what, that's what I did. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because when you walk in and you look at the artwork on those, those, those records or, or CDs or whatever, and you're just like, man, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I really want to buy this. So you can pick it up and you feel good that you have it. Now he, all he's going to do is dad, I, I need to download that one song. Can you give right. me, yeah. you know, a dollar? And I'm like, um, sure. You know, I'm like, why don't you buy, a, why don't you buy the album? You know, why don't you go buy a record somewhere? Well, and, and for my industry, right. How many of those artists were making their living doing album cover art? I mean, it's right. on, Right. You know, coffee table books, collecting all that artwork to show. It was a whole industry. Yeah. And and it changed. Although that's where the trading card industry came from. All those artists that used to illustrate the cover of Saturday Evening Post or sci-fi or fantasy or Western magazines, when they started doing all photography for those, all those illustrators that did the paintings for the covers didn't have any work. And that's when the trading card industry said, hey, why don't you come work for us and paint these little, you know, paint these cards for us? So they were happy to have some sort of work going right. on. And all those early trading cards had such beautiful artwork because they were drawing from all these talented artists that used to do your Saturday evening post magazine covers. Man. You know, mm. they That's... were getting this top quality, classically trained uh, group of part painters and illustrators doing this new artwork. And the artists, Loved it because they're like, you know how much faster knowing that this was going to shrink down to a trading card? <laughs> I can paint this at, at five by seven and it's going to shrink down to the trading card size. I can create the feel and the look of a person with half as much information, half as much painting to do. So they're like, this is way easier than what All I right. was doing, way less demanding. So everybody was was a winner. So you you watch how the industry changes and... What happened to all those uh, album cover artists? Right. All that great artwork. Because, yeah, I was drawn into a lot of the albums I would buy. Oh, uh, yeah. Based what, on the artwork. What, you know? what, what, what kind of music are you into? I've just got a curiosity. You know, I am all over the place. I started out with uh, Zeppelin as my go to. Mm-hmm. And nice. growing up in Detroit area, Bob Seeger. Nice. Man, 
you hear Seeger and it just he feels like he's your neighbor. I know exactly what he's singing about. You know? <laughs> awesome. So and um, Steely Dan's a big one these days. I've been deep diving into the Ramones. I'm coming into my my punk vibe late in life. So. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so, mi- yeah, you missed out on those guys. I, don't, uh... I missed out on those guys. <laughs> <laughs> my friends went went into the heavy punk rock, and I went. Uh, yes, I'm a huge Yes fan. Right, so I yeah, went that's cool. That route. Yeah, I, like I grew up on. <clears throat> I grew up on uh, my dad's music, of course, which was like you know the Beatles and and. Uh, uh, Zeppelin and things like that, and then then uh, then I started spawning off. I like at an early age, I was probably fourth grade or or younger when I first discovered like Metallica, you know, or, or in these bands that my uh, little older cousin would bring me. He's like, check this out, dude. This is this is really cool. I'm like, all right. So I'm listening to it, like, wow, I've never heard a guitar played like that before in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so awesome. And, yep. uh, you know, I mean, that's what drew me into like the heavier stuff. And then, you know, I mean, I have a, a very eclectic, you know, taste in music. My wife, my wife listens to like, um, like today's music, you know, she'll listen to like whatever, if you want to call it hip hop, that stuff that's on the radio. I I'm not a big fan of it. Cause not because I don't understand it. I just don't, I don't see that there's much of a talent in what they're doing. I think it's mostly cu- uh, cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just like, okay. You got one line repeated sixty-five times over right. over some beats. I get it. You know, people are gonna buy this, but you're just dumbing down music to me. I'm I'm not. There's not, no there's no energy in it. No, and I'm not, and I'm not shitting on these guys for doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Wrong, dude. Do what you do. You know, and and do the best to the best of your capabilities. Just don't let somebody else dictate your your art form. You know, I mean, yeah. and and I see that a lot with 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 musicians is the fact that they are going in there and, um, allowing the, the industry doing it, doing it. Sure. Sure. The industry makes them like, okay, I think this is what we should go with. And then they have to go with it because it sells. And I mean, we've heard those stories forever and ever, you know, about the musicians and which ones rebelled against that and had success and which ones didn't, you know, you always had your, your, publishing house or your managers or whoever the record company who is trying to control their their talent and tell them you need to make your songs you know two and a half minutes so they play on the radio otherwise no one's ever going to hear from you blah 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 all those same storylines keep playing out over and over and you get your, your people that rebel and you get yours that follow and either path can work for you yeah you know there's room for everybody on in this planet. Of course, and that's what's great about music. You can pick what yeah. you want to listen to, and I, and like I said, I'm not being an asshole. I'm not trying to shit on these guys. I'm I'm glad they're doing what they're doing, and they're making their they're making their way in the world. You know, it's great. Oh yeah. Uh, um, you know, I want. I've done that before too, where I start feeling like, okay, I'm getting a little old for the stuff right? that they're playing on the the radio <laughs> for me all the time. You know, and I don't want to lose touch with the new music, so I'll take a a jump into a band that I don't know anything about, but I know all the kids are loving and I'll acquire a taste for them, you know, and say, right. okay, I, I can still, I can still listen to some. I've been through my heavy metal days. I listened to plenty of Ronnie James Dio and Ozzy <laughs> back in high school, you know, Nice. but I'm a little, a little more mellowed out these days, except for my, uh, my, my punk rock kick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jump I, in there. I've been, awesome. uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, 
I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Patton. You know who Mike Patton is? No. Uh, no. You, know, you know the band Faith No More? Yes. He's the singer from Faith No More. Uh, the second singer. Um, and I'm a huge fan of his stuff. And he's like this bizarro, like... <sighs> He's a genius. Lunatic. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a genius. He's a great singer, and he puts out the some of the weirdest records I've ever heard. He's got he's got one album called Adult Themes, and it's supposed to like follow these little bitty pictures. Like you're supposed to like each picture is supposed to be one of the songs, and they're not really songs. It's just him in a. He recorded that whole record um, with him and a coke can and a microphone. And if you listen to it, it sounds like it. It's just like him making like crunching noises and like crazy, crazy stuff. But but he did it. It like the 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 story behind it is he did it in spite of the record company because he is he was leaving Faith No More, and he was still under contract from the record company right. to do one more mm-hmm. record. So he did that. Yep. And and I'll never forget it because I was like, it said on the thing, you know, featured, you know, uh, from this new album from the singer of Faith No More, solo project. And I'm like, oh, awesome. This is going to be great. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It was the weirdest so thing I ever listened to. So did you go from that to appreciating it for the reason he did it that way? Yes. Yes, I, I I appreciate actually I appreciate that because it gave me more of a um an in in look to what he does, yeah. like you know like to his his musical like thought patterns and things like that because he has he has a few other projects that are just unbelievable. If you ever get a chance to look up a band, look up a band called Peeping Tom, which is fucking incredible, or or another project he did called Lovage. They are um, <laughs> Lovage's album is called. Uh, songs to make love to your old lady by and it's 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 beautiful it's amazing it's like it's like an old homage to like the 70s porno film music you know what i mean like it's for for a for a um uh, um just another way of not describing it i don't know it's just I, i don't know what to say about it but that it's such a great record um but yeah, it just listening to uh, adult themes really got me wanting to hear more of the stuff that he put out later in life because it was just so complex and just so strange, you know. Yeah, I will give both of them a listen to. I've run through <laughs> all the music that I've ever wanted to hear and stuff I've never heard before. I've eaten up everything, right? With with my year in COVID, sitting right. at my desk drawing <laughs> and painting, it's like, all right, I can't listen to the same stuff over and over. I got to find something else. So yeah, check them I out. I think give, I think you I might will. like those two. Those are some good records. Um, uh, but man, so all right, we've been running off the mouth about all kind of things. Uh, is there yeah. is there anything you want to plug? Is you want to tell these guys where they can find you for your artwork and stuff like that? You know, um, my Instagram, uh, Smoking Joe MCW, will get you a, a peek at all my Garbage Pail Kid stuff and some wacky package stuff. They can always find me under my uh, my former real name, Joe McWilliams, on Facebook. I'm always posting the new projects that I'm doing at Tops up there. And uh, in your uh, trading card aisle at your local Walmart or Target, look for Garbage Pail Kids and Wacky Packages. Awesome. 
There you go, guys. Well, Joe, man, it was so good to have you on the show. I really appreciate you being, <laughs> being so cool about, you know, all the delays and pushbacks we had to do. <laughs> hey, it, in this groundhog day of the year, it, one day was as good as another. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I promise you this. The next time I schedule you on the show, it will, it'll be a date set, and I will not let anything happen. You will be awesome. Awesome. And we definitely want you back, man. I would love to have you back. We just we had so much fun just talking and just running our mouths, man. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me on. This is yeah, great. No problem. Well, guys, I was your host, Wayne. I was your co-host, Vernon. I was your guest, Smoking Joe. That's right. <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it minimal! Mama. Okay then. That's it. Get the butt.